Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mine, good morning, Lyle. Morning, morning. What happened, Mon? <laughs> what happened? What do you mean, what happened? <laughs> we missed the beginning of our show. <laughs> uh, it's going to be an interesting day, folks. Uh, we are indeed broadcasting live from the beautiful Jindabyne Adventist Alpine Village. Oh, we were live. Yes, we were live. This is a delayed broadcast. This is a delayed broadcast, but we have a little pop-up studio for all this week uh, happening out here in Jindabyne, and uh, we had our first show this morning. Today is Monday uh, the – what is it? Monday the – the 5th, the 5th of November, uh, this is the day that we're recording this show, and it's our, it was our first first pop-up studio record, and it, we had a bit of a rough bits here and there. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was an adventure. So now that you're listening to this probably on Tuesday the 6th, or maybe Wednesday the 7th, or whenever it is you're listening to this, uh, just be advised that you were listening to a show that had a couple of stuff up, so you might hear us talking about like the weather, but ignore the weather, because that was for Monday the 6th of November. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We had fun. <laughs> we did have a good time, and we're going to continue having a good time, because we're staring at the window at Beautiful scenery, mountains and chalets, and oh, it's just and through the show we won't stop talking about that. Yeah, we, we just never, we never stop with that. We put out all the animals and birds. I'm completely distracted by it all. <laughs> but it's good it's like, stuff. Oh, we're supposed to be doing radio. This is how radio. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you are, if I, if you are listening and you are in the nearby area, and it's still. Uh, the week starting on Monday, the 5th of November. You can certainly come around and visit if you're like Kumar, Canberra. That's all close enough. Come around to Jindabyne. And um, we're at the Grey Nomads Camp this week. So that's a, it's a wonderful blessing for us. And um, we're broadcasting from a tower lookout. It's really cool. If you jump on our Facebook, amazing. actually, or our Instagram or our Twitter, you can see a video. We took a video of our little pop-up studio. YouTube. Uh, oh, yeah, we might put it on YouTube as well. Why not? On our 360-degree uh, glass window view. Mm, mm. Fantastic. Okay, so that and so much more coming up today. We're going to talk about uh, yeah, a couple of serious stories, some um, religious violence that is breaking out around the world in a couple of places, Pakistan mm-hmm. and Egypt. Uh, Egypt. So a little bit sad to see that taking place. But some, you know, even in the middle of that, so there's some so very brave people doing Indeed. some very positive things. Yep. Standing up for um, what's right. Standing up for what's right, and that is exactly what we'd like to see happening in our world. Um, people that need our prayers. Mm-hmm. People not of our faith who are putting their lives literally on the line to protect people of our faith, of you know, of, of Christianity. And uh, i got to tell you, as a Christian, when somebody who is not a Christian puts their life on their line for Christians, that is a very humbling experience. Absolutely. And I ask myself, you know, would I put my, my life on the line in the same way mm-hmm. for somebody who was a Muslim or a Hindu or a Buddhist or one of these other great world religions? I remember my dad teaching me when I was a kid, stand up for what is right, even if you're standing alone. And I think these people who are standing up, very much alone in their societies need to be commended and supported. Yeah, absolutely. So that's coming up on the, today's show and uh, so much more. We've got some very positive stories. We have an encounter with God. Uh, a couple of these stories that, um, yeah, we, we work our way through it. We get there. But it's going to be good fun in today's show. You were the word the beginning oh, one with God the Lord most high your hidden glory in creation and now revealed in you are Christ what a beautiful name it is what a beautiful name 
beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus What a beautiful name it is beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, AZM.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are, and Mon... We're a little bit late coming in this morning. <laughs> Just a wee bit, Lyle. I have to be stylishly late for our new location, you see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Okay, so just to let you all know, as we announced last week, uh, we have the most amazing thing happening at the moment. We are not here. We are, we are there. <laughs> we, are, we are not here. Where are we, Lyle? <laughs> I have no idea. No, we're actually in Jindabyne. We're in the mountains behind Jindabyne. It's the most beautiful location just about on the planet. And our temporary studio that we have down here for a week is just incredible. We yeah. Have, we it, have windows all around. We have a view of the sunrise coming I feel up like we're in mountains. one of those control towers at like an airport. We're up above everything in, a, in like a 360 window thing. I'm going to take a little movie and post it up on our socials so you can all see exactly where we are. But we have the most fabulous, Alpine view. We're at an alpine village out in Jindabyne. Jindabyne's at like the foot of Mount Kosciuszko, right? Yeah, somewhere near there. Yeah, yeah the highest mountain in Australia. But so yeah. I don't even know what our altitude here is. I'm going to have to find out. We have to talk to the uh, caretaker here and find out what altitude. We're, we're higher than Jindabyne. We're way up above Jindabyne. Yeah, well, I yanked open the windows because I've been hearing nonstop about the wonderful fresh air that we have, and uh, it is true. The fresh air mm-hmm. is incredible. You do not get it much fresher than this <coughs> anywhere else in Australia other than the west coast of Tasmania. Oh, come on, Lyle Sackdale. <laughs> Such an inbred Tassie. Now, <laughs> 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 hey, let me tell you about some weather really quickly and then we can move into our show. Uh, so, Sydney, 18.5, heading up to 28. Pretty hot day down there. Melbourne, 15, climb up to 26. They might have some showers and a possible storm. Brisbane, 23, the top of 33. Perth, 14, climbing to 19. Also expecting showers, as is Adelaide. They are sitting on 18. Heading up to 25. Hobart has a top of 22. They're currently on 12. Canberra has a top of 28. They're currently on 14. Darwin, 24. Heading up to 34. Possible showers. And here in Jindabyne, if you're joining us live at the Grey Nomads Camp 2018 in Jindabyne, it is 16 degrees. We have a top of 19. And we are expecting some showers. And I just want to say that uh, if you're not familiar with Grey Nomads, we did mention it last week, but Grey Nomads is uh, one of the largest gatherings of uh, caravanning, camping, busing, kind of people, mobile people anywhere in Australia. It happens uh, uh, several times a year. And uh, the southern one is in um, in the town of Jindabyne at the Advanced Alpine Village. So if you're in the area, if you're driving past, if you're towing a caravan, yeah, just definitely stop in and see us. We would love to meet you. And uh, there's just amazing things happening here all day long. So... Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff. There's like art classes. If you're heading up the Monaro workshops. Highway, if you're in Canberra, if you're in Cooma, 
These are some of the places we yeah, drove through true. yesterday getting here. All our ACT listeners, just come on down. Like we're, really, we're just you know, around the corner. And do you know what? Lyle's actually going to be one of our keynote speakers because I have a selection of speakers. going to be speaking throughout the week and Lyle's one of them. So if you want to hear Lyle a bit more than what he does on the radio, definitely come on down and check us out. It's going to be a great week. Uh, Lyle, mm-hmm. what are you grateful for? Is it really obvious? <laughs> <laughs> should we say at the same time? <laughs> the most amazing studio yeah. ever. Yeah, I, I think we should just pick this thing up and take it back to <laughs> Newcastle with us. <laughs> this, is, this is distinctly better than Newcastle. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds of the telescrambler. But the what? The telescrambler? What are you about? The telescrambler. I'm pretty sure I was showing you the telescrambler. The telescrambler is a V dub van. That was used back in World War Two. I can't remember one of the one of the wars, right? Mm. And they used it as a mobile airport tower. Okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it was used uh, as a mobile airport tower, and mm-hmm. they actually like they cut open a hole in the roof of the van, mm. and then they built like this glass tower in the top, and then they can drive it around to like little airfields, like little paddocks or whatever, any kind of like a field or a you know meadow, mm-hmm. and then they could land planes there with the help of the telescrambler. There you go. It's really cool. That would maybe Vietnam era, being a Volkswagen. Yeah, I have to show you pictures in the break. But Lyle... Now I can see people going for a walk. I can see the, the, there's the paddocks. There's wild horses. The paddocks, there's horses everywhere. There's I'm pretty sure they're everywhere. wild. There's uh, just uh, yeah, amazing stuff taking place. I'm going to tell you some good news, Lyle. Mm-hmm. This is about... Speaking of people walking, this is really great news. Um, so they have developed a new way to help uh, people with uh, spinal cord injuries walk again. And get this, this is all thanks to a wireless implant that delivers electrical stimulation to the spinal cord. And, and it's having great success. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I got a, I got a throat full of two-minute noodles. So <laughs> It's the breakfast show, after all. <laughs> two minutes. So we do on the breakfast show. We yeah. have breakfast. It's my leftover snacks from the uh, seven-hour drive down here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my trip was a little bit longer because we had a breakdown in our convoy. Um, <clears throat> but they have a, a team uh, at Swiss Federal Institute of Technology uh, led by researcher uh, Gregoria Cortine. Uh, and what they're doing, this is really quite interesting, they're getting... They're targeting the electrical stimulation of the spinal cord. Uh, they're combining this with intense physical rehabilitation. And it's actually allowing uh, paraplegic patients to recover the leg movement and start walking in um, within a few days. Oh, you're kidding within me. Within a few days. And these are people who haven't walked for years. They haven't walked for years. So what they do is they surgically implant uh, spinal cord stimulators in the patients with the aim of activating the spinal cord via an electrical pulse. So the uh, the simulation stimulation technique works uh, by reconnecting communication pathways between the legs and the brain, which have been damaged, you know, by a spinal injury. That's usually what happens during a spinal injury. Mm-hmm. And they said these are these are recovery, you know, uh, results and times that they have never seen before. So they had uh, electrodes surgically implanted at the back of the spinal cord. Uh, they were then connected to a wireless electrical pulse generator. And then they use precisely timed electrical pulses and, um, and the scientists would then stimulate the region of the spinal cord that the brain was also trying to activate when each patient tried to walk. So basically like giving a little helping hand, a little push. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, and then when they stimulate the spinal cord the same way the brain would do naturally, the synergy enabled the paralyzed person to make a hip flexion and a swing movement. And, uh, and then within a few days, like I said – that that'd be making making amazing progress and start to walk, and uh, it also encourages. Gro- so, so it's kind of like uh, you've got a broken um, <coughs> a broken electrical cable, and you've spliced 
this machine in between the two broken pieces yeah. and connected it back together again. Yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly it. And they do it wirelessly, which is so cool. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm a little bit concerned as to who, like, you know. Okay, so you've got electrodes sticking in your back there, right? Mm-hmm. So if you see someone randomly walking down the street with electro- electrodes hanging out their back, don't freak out. They're just a paraplegic. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know if it, like, hangs out or not. It's in bed. You know, do I? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm more concerned that someone might abuse the, the button. Like, you know, going to have the button to stimulate it. <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, you get hold of that button and start, <laughs> start pushing the button, the guy, like, can't stop walking because you're actively. Sorry, that's not really funny, but <laughs> can you imagine? Um, Anyway, they have other great news coming out of this same story. That the resulting movement it's also encouraging growth of new sensory pathways in the brain and spinal cord. Um, and this is something that uh, I've been learning about recently. Um, you know, watching a few documentaries and and some classes and stuff that I took a while ago about when the body has lost a function. Mm-hmm. The body is actually quite capable of regaining that function, but using a different, a different sensory pathway. So there's amazing, uh, amazing studies and stories coming out of um, people who use their tongue to learn how to walk again because they can't. Yeah, it, their the, tongue. Yeah, yeah. So they, they basically hook up their tongue, and, and it, it's just incredible because you know that if you lost the sense of touch you know in your legs or if you lost your eyesight or something the tongue like is you know, taste it's a different sensation so they use a different neurological pathway to get the same result it just takes a long time so you look seriously look it up on youtube and you'll see people who like haven't walked in years on a treadmill walking treadmill with their tongue hooked up like it's just incredible. Yeah, you're just doing my head in completely. Yeah. Right now. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Yep. This is praise God. You, you yeah, know? Do, regaining regaining walk. I mean, the ability to walk is an incredible, incredible story. Um, you know that, irrespective of which way it goes. Um, let me before we no, before we continue. Sorry, I'm a little bit scatterbrained today. Yeah, because we're all over the place. we're all over the shop. But we, we had we had a few technical difficulties. You may have noticed we had some tef- technical difficulties in getting started. We are going to be back with the news. Tracy Klein's going to be back later on, and she's going to have the news for us and so forth. Yeah, and uh, so we hope we hope fingers crossed, and we trust that all our all our faithful listeners are praying for us as we try and get our <laughs> remote pop up radio studio uh, going. But when we come back from the break, I am going to hit you with a Bible quiz. It's a little bit easier than last week because last week we had a whole week of more difficult ones. We need we need an easy one this week because yeah. um, it's a, it's. I'm going to tell you right now. It's a what book am I? It's a what book am I quiz? And it's something that we're definitely not doing today. So stay tuned for that. All right.
Welcome back, guys. This is Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88, broadcasting from Jindabyne in New South Wales, right at the top of the mountains. Well, almost at the top of the mountains. Kosciuszko is towering above us here a little bit. Well, actually, Kosciuszko doesn't really kind of tower, does it? I can't even see Kosciuszko. It's like a big, It's over there. It's over there. I can see a lake. You look in the wrong Do direction. You see that lake? That's, I know. Where is it? Where's, where's it's the Lake Jindabyne. <clears throat> Kosciuszko is this way. Oh. You, you see which direction I'm pointing? Yeah. Do it again. That's not how radio goes, is it? It's that way. That way. That way. You just pointed at your own cheek. You literally pointed at your head. <laughs> well, if you if you go past my head in the direction of this cheek at that cheek and keep going <laughs> over the top of that hill there, uh-huh. then you're going to find Kosciuszko, uh-huh. which is the highest mountain in Australia, which is rather for the highest mountain on a continent, you know, one of the seven high, you know, the, the, yeah. your seven peaks or whatever the different continents, it's um, the most unremarkable I was just about to say. mountain that you will ever come across. And I was just talking to a, an elderly retired couple here yesterday. I'm like, oh, yes, um, go for a walk up to Kosciuszko. It's very nice. Climb to the top of Kosciuszko. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, other continents <laughs> don't sort of, you know, have people in their uh, 60s and 70s who are making those kind of comments. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of trip. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> well, the fact that I can't see it from like everywhere in this region tells me it can't be that high. Yeah, people in uh, you know people in Asia, mm-hmm. you know when they, when they're in their when they're in their sixties, they're not like yeah yeah let's let's climb to the top of um, you know Everest because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the highest mountain on our continent. I wonder which one is higher, Kilimanjaro or um, Kosciuszko? Oh, Kilimanjaro is twice the height, three, oh, nearly is? three times the height of Kosciuszko. Australia. You're yeah. flat, but I love you. <laughs> oh, look, there's a kangaroo out there. Yeah, there's kangaroos everywhere this morning. You should have been amazing. here earlier. We were here for sunrise and the, and the whole area, there was about 30 kangaroos right there, just just standing on the road right below us. Uh, we are definitely definitely going to take some video footage. I've already put a little, a little story up on our Instagram. I uh, did a little 360 for you guys. You can see it on our Insta story, but I'm going to take a, a better video and stick it on our Facebook, I think. And, People are going to uh, get sick you. of us just sitting here <clears> being <throat> amazed at where yeah. we are. Yeah, talking about what we can see out the window. I'm just going to put out a <laughs> I'm going to put in a, a, a plug for, um, and, and we'll try and get the caretaker on here later and have a, have a oh, yes. chat with him. But uh, this is this is one of the most beautiful locations in Australia. Uh, you can come here with a caravan or a camper van. There's powered sites, there's unpowered sites, there's chalets, there's dorm rooms, there's uh, conference rooms that you can have a whole convention here. You can come just by yourself for a, a little bit of quiet time. And this is actually the best part of the year to be here. You know why? Nobody's here. Because the population of Jindabyne has dropped by 30,000 people. Wow. In the last few weeks. Because winter's their boon time, right? Yeah, because all the snow is... Uh, most. There's, there's a lot of snow around oh, yeah. still. Oh, really? Um, the mountains are still white. Um, so there's lots of snow around, but the snow skiing is gone. And so it's, it's kind of nice and relaxed. And So you've got nice balmy weather here. It was 24 degrees here yesterday. Um, and it's kind of nice to have uh, 24 degrees and snow. Yeah, I um, I didn't get to see the snow as I drove in because we drove you in were late. when it was dark. You we broke down. yeah, we had a we uh we left Newcastle around about uh nine thirty ten in the morning yesterday Sunday morning, and uh, started driving. But we only got as far as uh, Arimba when we had a breakdown, <laughs> and then you know had to get, we had we were driving a convoy and then we had to get the tow truck and blah blah blah. And uh, so the time we actually got to Jindabyne, we were well behind schedule and it was dark. And so I didn't see anything. Um, but I am looking forward to going on a little bit of an adventure. So I think after the show, I might go explore the town. Oh, look, there's a kangaroo with a baby. Sorry, I'm so distracted. <laughs> Why did they give us windows in these studios? <laughs> We're not going to get any radio wing done. <laughs> it's called the Joey. Oh, he's so cute. Okay, okay, okay. Serious stuff, Lyle. Yes. Let's talk about the quiz. 
Oh, the quiz, the quiz, yes. Don't Indeed. look because we're in a different formation. You're, you're like literally sitting right, right at my elbow so you could see and cheat and I'm, I know that you're a bit of a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Okay, like I Never said. Never cheated in my life before. Like I said, this is a what book am I? It's a little bit easier, I think, than all of last week's yeah, clues. Yeah, it's 166. I mean, the, last week we had, uh, we had the quiz and it was uh, what book am I on Friday and it was a bit more difficult. Um, but this is this is a bit of an easier book to guess, I in my opinion. And also, I, I did give away a bit of a sneaky clue. I said this book is something that you and I are not doing this week at all because we are very happy to be here at Tinderbine. <laughs> but let me give you the first official clue. All right, listening. Mm. What book am I? Part of my first verse reads, She who was queen among the provinces has now become a slave. Lyle, do you know who that is? Do you know what book that is? No. I don't think he does. Yes. Provinces. Okay, give us a call. I know what part of the Bible it comes from and I'm pretty close. (laughs) He's writing, he's writing. No, he's wrong. He's wrong. He wrote down one letter and knew it was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but give us a call. I'm 1- in the region. I'm in the region, but I've got to get, get there. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. Uh, it's 1-800-324-843. Give us a call. Let us know what you think the answer is, and uh, and we will send you the prize. And if you get it before Lyle does, we will send you double prizes, which is very exciting. Okay, so in more serious news this morning, we have uh, Pakistan, which has been uh, brought to a standstill, and the whole entire nation has been held in, held to ransom over the release of Asia Bibi. Yeah, how is that going? Yeah, well, um, schools remain closed, offices remain closed, streets remain closed, uh, rail surfaces remain closed. Um, and uh, it's interesting because shops are being ransacked, cars are being burned. And you know, you sort of think about it. You know, shops being ransacked. Okay, how does this? Um, how did, how, how is this a positive thing? This is just people being greedy and going, yeah, and stealing stuff, and they're and just using, using it, it as, as an excuse. excuse. Yeah, this, yeah, it's and, a storm in a teacup, and they've all lost their minds. And uh, of course, the whereabouts of Asia Bibi are unknown, and probably will remain unknown. It seems that the plan is that they will never actually be known. Good, good. That's that's, that's um, and that's a very positive thing. Uh, but we do need to definitely pray for the judges, the three judges who yep. uh, were responsible for uh, releasing her, finding her innocent, and releasing her. Um, they were, you know, of course, you know, devout Muslims, and, um, and and she was a Christian. Just to to fill the story in for those who may have missed it, um, who was accused of blasphemy. Um, it was just an accusation. It wasn't anything more than an accusation. And of course, there was no real evidence, and of course, uh, you know the nation. Yeah, the 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 small percentage of extremists within the nation of Pakistan are, are demanding that that, that she be hanged before they will uh, stop the uh, the, lo- the, country the lockdown ransom. the lockdown of the yeah. country. Basically, How, I just it still boggles my mind that five percent. Oh, there's a rabbit. That five percent. <laughs> sorry, that five percent of a country. That one is actually vermin. Yeah, that one that one we can take care of later. Uh, it's it just boggles my mind that five percent of the country can lock down schools, lock down roads, lock down cities. Like, it's to me that's a disgrace. Yeah, that's a disgrace. Uh, and, and you could say, well, the rest of the population needs to rise up against them, but then you're going to have civil war. Is that a better scenario? Probably not. But if 95 versus 5, that's going to be a very short civil war if there was one. Yeah. Uh, I'm not advocating war, no, P.S. No, no, let's not go there. But I'm just saying, like, arrest them and put them in prison. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely something that um, would be worth considering. Anyway, moving on from there, in Egypt... Wait, wait, uh, wait, sorry. Just one more thing. 
if she's been in uh, protective custody, and a lot of countries have put up their hands, you know, France, Switzerland, what, what's, uh, and so on. Yeah, it's have, highly unlikely that she's still in the country. Yeah, and they've it's highly offered unlikely to that give, we will ever find out where she went. Which is good. They've offered to give her uh, asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that is the case, and we never find out where they are, is this 5% just going to continue holding the country ransom, ransom forever? It well, they've vowed to. And it kind of reminds me of the uh, the 40 men who took a vow never to eat until Paul died, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can how long can you hold yeah. <laughs> keep this going for? I mean, sooner or later, either they're going to get bored with it or the military is going to move in. And be enough. And there will be a short, very bloody uh, civil war yeah. to bring it to an end because, I mean, a country just can't continue like that because you said the shops aren't opening and stuff like that well no wonder they're being ransacked because the people need groceries and they need to get their livelihood you know hunger is going to drive them to do it anyway so you can continue now talking about hunger and starvation we move next to the country of egypt which is also being held to ransom by a small minority of um radical religious people um on friday of course there was uh 11 members of one family who were murdered there um, as they were returning from a baptism, what? Uh, Christian baptism. So 10% of Egypt is made up of Christians, um, which date all the way back to the time of Christ. And so they're very the, the Coptic Christian community there is a very uh, strong and a very real part of Egyptian society. Um, 18 people were wounded. The two buses were attacked in an area where um, about this time last year there was actually 28 Christians who were murdered in a similar circumstance. And if you look at Egypt and the results in Egypt, it has uh, just a few attacks like this and it's wiped out 30% of their economy. Are you serious? Just gone, just like that. And so people are literally starving because you've got these extremists, crazy religious extremists who Wait, are doing crazy things about uh, you know to, to, to hold the country to ransom. I, I now, of course, the the, uh, the the Islamic president has taken a very strong stand, um, and you know paid compensation to the families and called in the military and the police to bring it to an end. So that's probably doing the right thing there in Egypt. Children of the The wonders he has made, bird in flight, falling rain. Sing of the wonders he has made, sing to the living God. How he loves us with great love, he who sits enthroned above. For our lives he spilled his blood, set his spirit like a flood. See that he gives, sing to the living God. 
Guys, this is Faith FM, and we are broadcasting live from Jindabyne this morning, as we will be all week while we're here attending Grey Nomads. And this morning, we normally have our interview time, but we have a few teething problems with getting our uh, show up and running. And so, we're going to be talking about some other really interesting yes. uh, stories. Okay, anyway. Before we do that, we have a quiz. Lyle, <coughs> let me hit you on the clue of the quiz. Yeah, you guys giving away <laughs> clues. I, didn't, I was extra clues there. I, was, I wasn't listening to those extra clues. I was focused. I wasn't cheating. I was focused on the quiz. Oh, whatever, Trevor. Unlike whatever. the rest of the people here in the studio. Let me tell you that, that sneaky clue again. Mm. This, it's a, it's a what book am I? And uh, <laughs> the name of the book is something that Lyle and I are not doing today because we are very happy to be in Jindabyne. It's a little, oh, yeah, little, uh, yeah, yeah. little customised like clue, a little extra customised clue. clue ever. <laughs> Seriously. But let me give you a proper clue. Okay, so this is the, uh, the second proper clue. This book expresses the sorrow of its author after the fall of the great city of Jerusalem. Mm. Mm. What, what book would that be? Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. You can win the prize if you get it right. Okay, so where are we up to, Mon? Well, we were talking about Egypt. And this is one oh, of the yeah. things that I really liked about Egypt. and or about. This, I wanted um, to ask you something about it, yeah. Okay, come back and ask me that in a minute because one of the things that I really liked about the president of Egypt, the government of Egypt right now, mm. is that, you know, obviously this is an Islamic government. Um, these are Muslim people. Um, there's been this attack where Christians have been killed and the president has come out and said that these people are martyrs and he's offering, you know, £100,000, uh, Egyptian pounds, compensation to each... Um, to the family members of those who are martyred and £50,000 compensation for the medical bills of those who were wounded. So that's sending a very, very clear message uh, from you know an Islamic leader to a Christian minority. And this is the kind of thing that you know it, it, it shows what Islam really should be and, and what we don't so often uh, see taking place in our world right now. And there we've got a caller coming through. So we've got a, um, an interesting studio here where... Uh, <laughs> 
it all happens in the one place. But anyway, um, and of course, because we are live at an event, you will hear some of the event um, the event sounds coming through in the background. We're even going to get people from the event to come in and talk to us on occasions. They're going to be able to share with us how they're enjoying their camping and uh, just being here at Jindabyne. Uh, there'll be meetings taking place. You'll hear a little bit of that happening in the background, and it's just going to be yeah, really amazing to 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 be oh, here. Wow! Did a- you just see my amazing multitasking? Yes, I did. I did- just answered a phone while I was live on air. Did you Did you see my amazing multitasking? What did you do, Lyle? Well, I just kept talking while you were gone. That's not multitasking, Lyle. You focused nobody, on one thing and you nobody, kept doing it. Nobody knew you weren't here. <laughs> I'm for, those, for those who are wondering, Mon was Mon was not here. Yeah, Mon yeah. was somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. We, it's, it's so funny because usually we have our, our studio split into two um, soundproofed areas. So we have the studio where Lyle and I have the microphones, the headsets, and we do our thing. And then we have another room where the producer sits and answers the phone calls that come in. But here, they're all mashed into one big room. So if you hear phone calls and stuff... And you hear noises coming up the stairs and people moving backwards and forwards. That's, that's what's, what's going on. That's a, do you want to say hi, Shell? Come and say hi. Say hi. Hey. This is our producer, Shell. She's here this morning and she's going to be here every morning behind us making rackets, so blame her. <laughs> All right, so um, you were going to ask me about yeah. Egypt. So I remember, Lyle, when you went on a Bible Lands tour and you, did, uh, you toured through Egypt. And I just, it's always stuck in my mind what you told me about your experiences there. And because I've always wanted to have the same experience, because usually you know, when you see pictures of Egypt or you hear other people's stories about Egypt, it's always like it was really beautiful, but there's millions and millions of tourists upon tourists upon tourists, and you can barely, you know, get in anywhere, and it's just so many, so much tourism happening. But when you went, you said that um, <laughs> there was like nobody there. The place was empty. The place was empty, and this was due to some sort of. Um, it was a terrorist act. Yeah, there've been there've been a, a, a few aircraft that had gone down, all that kind of stuff. Um, and the tourists were all scared away. They were all scared away. And so when you turn up, instead of like having buses and buses and buses, there was like you were like the only people there. Place to it. I'm going to tell you all about that in just a moment. Which right is really now, cool. We, we have a caller come through. Oh, we do. To have a crack at the quiz. We have uh, Jeff on the line. Jeff, uh, welcome to the show. Hello. How's it going, Jeff? What's your guess for the quiz this morning? Uh, my guess is uh, the Book of Lamentations. Yes! Yay, Jeff, you got it! Woohoo! Hang on, was it my personalised custom clue that gave it away? Pretty much. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm so stoked. Oh, congratulations. Hey, Jeff, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from East Gosford. Hey, do you know what? You're not too far away. Come on down to Jindabyne. <laughs> <laughs> too far away. Like, only, only, only a day's drive. Yeah. But hey, you can pick up your prize in person and have some great times here at Jindabyne. We'll see you in six hours, Jeff. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We'll take care and uh, we'll send you the prize. So, yeah. So, you, uh, so when you said that Egypt was going to be copying um, a bit of economic downturn because of this uh, issue... Yeah. Do you reckon this is to do with the same? Like the tour, is, it, is the economic going down, economy going down because tourists are once again well, going to yeah, be scared th- okay, away? So 30% of the uh, Egyptian economy is tourism, 30% is um, um, industry and so forth, the usual kind of things, and 30% is the uh, Suez Canal. And so by losing tourism, they lost 30% of their economy just like that. And they lost tourism because, you know, when a, when a jet aircraft goes down or a bunch of Christians get um, shut up on a bus somewhere, 
people just like, you know what? There are other places in the world that I can go and have a holiday. They're currently missing. And, and, and I mean, Egypt is like one of the most amazing places. The whole place is like a vast mm. outdoor museum. Yeah. You know, this is a this is a country where you know it's 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 it's, a, it's like zero percent humidity, never rains, um, watered by the River Nile, and so everything is just preserved. And you can just go there, and it's like, yeah, this is like three thousand years old, and it looks as almost as good as the day it was first made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is just it, it it just blows your mind to see it, and you know you got you got places where there's like twenty five acres of of you know car park, and our tour bus was the only one there. So, so you think that um, these uh, Christians being slaughtered? You think that'll it's going to affect the tourism again? Yeah, it will. It will. I mean, our so, tour bus we had, uh, you know, we had Hilux that followed us around with, um, you know, a bunch of guys riding in the back of it, um, army guys with, um, you know, quite heavily armed um, as protection. And of course, there were some locations that we went to where we could only go if there was a military convoy going with us. And the reason behind this is that. You know, the Egyptian government is not trying to scare tourists. They're trying to protect tourists, you know, as much as they possibly can. Because they recognise how important Every tourist that dies is causing starvation in their country. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, incredible that the people who are causing this violence don't seem to connect that. What are they thinking? I mean, it it makes me think two things. One... Right now, it'd probably be a good time to go to Egypt because everyone's cleared out because of these yeah. recent happenings. Absolutely. So, it's a good time to go. Uh-huh. And then the other thing that makes me think is... Um, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. No, the other thing that makes me think is... No, I'd totally go. I would totally go because it's, you get you get to see everything. Things that you would never, ever normally see. It makes me think that people in Egypt who hate Christians, they in, if they maybe come to this like awkward truce where they realize that they rely on tourists you know for their daily you know for their food and their stuff and their survival and their economy but they hate they hate them because they're christians or other religions so they is that going to cause this awkward love hate relationship where they're putting up with us but they really hate us and will that just eventually keep you know boiling along and then occasionally exploding where they have like you know what they had with um at, at Petra. Yeah, Jordan. once again, you get these small small group of radicals who hold the whole country to ransom. Yeah, you know? and, uh, and and you know it's it's a major problem. What are these What are these countries going to do with it? How do they How do you solve this? I mean, this was something that didn't exist before the war on terror began. You know, Egypt was one of the was a was a thriving country in many ways because. Um, but right now, you go there, and, and and the average Egyptian on the street is just so upset and so angry that this happens, and it's just you know you've got these little cells here and there, and they pop up and they create you know religious havoc all over the place, and it wrecks everything again. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and this is this is not it, n- nobody wants this. Yeah. Except the the, the few loonies that are out there, and uh, yeah, major major problem. It all comes down to.
forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Hey, Mon. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh, yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible study start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. Philosophies, having all the PhDs. You can sleep on a bed that may be comfortable, having dreams that never end. You can travel around and say, Hey, everything's going my way. But there's a longing in your heart that isn't filled. But never 